Hello and welcome to the Brickade Blitz, the show where we are in the start of our depression. Uh, we have no games to talk about, um, and you know this is the the point where we should be having a plethora of ideas um, about what we're going to do for the off season. And week one of the off season, we're kind of already either late or scraping the barrel potentially uh depending on what is viewed um this is actually a, a brick cave blitz milestone as it is uh correct me if i'm wrong smith the first podcast of of this saga uh that will have a video component yeah 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 it is there you go there you go so uh if you are interested uh check out our uh, YouTube or uh, potentially if it goes up on Patreon, we'll let you know on our socials whether it's going to go up on Patreon first. Um, but yes, I am your host as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Instagram, interest, fucking hell, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, joining me as always is a man who uh, lets me just spit out an idea and uh, helps me develop uh, as a as an idea person, yeah, that's me. I'm Smith, which is at dearest underscore ninety nine four on Instagram and Instagram only. And yeah, of course, you were like, uh, I want to do this thing and be creative with it. And I'm like, yes, let's roll with these punches, no matter how like technical or whatever we have to do about we have to be about it. Let's yep. fucking do it. Yeah, uh, and that doesn't count for the times I act have actually punched you um and don't forget to follow the podcast at brick cave blitz on twitter and on instagram uh it's gonna be uh an interesting time uh yes so the idea this week is we're going to take the first round picks from the 2023 draft class and put them into a tier list you've probably seen many many tier lists if you haven't been living under a rock um, and yeah, we're just going to take the draft class and just put them where we believe they are sat at the moment after one year. Now, obviously, it's way too early to say whether these are busts, uh, whether they're, you know, anything major. But what we've got is a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I had to count because I'm a dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> uh, a six tier tier list. Um, and as I say, it's based entirely on the 2023 to 2024 season. Um, and our tiers are Future Hall of Famer, Difference Makers, Instant Impact Player, uh, Slow Burner, Scouted Poorly and Not Enough Data. And as I say, for a lot of that, that's self-explanatory. Scouted Poorly either means that they were selected, they're a good player, but they've maybe selected by the wrong team or they're put into the wrong scheme or they just haven't lived up to their initial expectations. Not enough data is we can't find a lot of data about them online and throughout the season we weren't able to properly assess them as players. Um, for instance, you know, for myself, I wasn't really looking at offensive tackles so my knowledge on the offensive tackles is going to be very, very low uh, for for this season. Um, it's something I will probably look at next year. Um, but yeah, Smith, have you got anything to say before we kick off? Um, yeah, obviously this because there's a video component. I don't know if you're supposed to say this, but obviously we're just going to say it. We don't own any of these images. We're just, you know... Very good, yep. yep. Took them off Google, well 
borrowing it just for this. Uh, it's purely just for, like, an image element rather than us being like, look, we took this amazing picture, look how pretty it is type thing. Yeah. Literally just yeah. to be a picture of the player and stuff. Um, yeah, we're accounting for their entire year regardless of what happened to them, if they, like, were injured or they weren't put forward in in case, you know, the team didn't want to risk them or anything like that. Mm. We're taking all of that into account. Um, so, yeah, as you explained before, not enough data. We've not really got the knowledge either in front of us or from this season. Scouted poorly, like you said, could have been an, an issue with the team uh, or just being a selection this high up, like they've not mm. lived up to it. And then, like, the difference between Scouted Poorly and Slow Burner for ourselves were the fact that Slow Burner, they might not have had the best season this season, but we can definitely see hope for them in the future. Yeah. Um, uh, regardless of who they're with. Yeah. 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 And then, there you go. yeah, I think the other one's quite self explanatory. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Uh, well, let's start at the top of the list and work our way down. Um, Number one overall pick, as we all know and we've talked about, uh, was the Carolina Pan- Panthers selecting Bryce Young. That pick was given to them from Chicago. I think this, this... is a pretty easy one, I'm not going to lie, just because... Yeah. Yeah. I think we'd both agree this is a scouted poorly one. Definitely. Uh, Definitely scouted poorly. He... I think as an actual quarterback with his abilities and his knowledge, um, he I think he's a good quarterback. He's just mm-hmm. at the wrong team. He's got nobody. He's got pretty, yeah, got nobody to protect him and nobody really to throw to. He had Adam, Adam yeah. Thielen, and that was kind of it. Yeah, that yeah. guy's covered absolutely. Yeah, it it was a very very hard. Um, position for him to go to to like be the face of this franchise yeah. that is in possibly it's worst the worst part of its rebuild it feels like they've been rebuilding for quite a while yeah but, but they've been taking yeah. ages to get rid of pieces yeah to yeah. get to their lowest point they, it's sometimes like they've brought in the wrong player at certain moments and let big players go at wrong moments. Like uh, the DJ Moore part of the the aspect of that trade. How great would it have been if DJ Moore had have been there for Bryce Young? That would have been an instant, you know, connection where we saw with Fields and DJ Moore. I think that might have been much more helpful to keep him on side uh, with that uh, new and developing quarterback. But oh yeah, yeah as you say, all I can think of uh, this year for the Panthers is the fact that like. Well, imagine if they'd worked out some trade so they got to keep uh, DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. So he has DJ Moore to throw to as well as Adam Thielen. Yeah. And then imagine if they, you know, managed to keep McCaffrey CMC as much as like yeah. he's injured all the fucking time at the Panthers and has done much yeah. better in health wise at the 49ers. If he's got that running back to one fall back on in the run game and two, he's a great receiver as well. Just another one to like get into open space when there's not enough mm. defenders to cover everybody. Different situation, but obviously we know CMC went the year before. Instead of going for you know one that they had before and tried to keep him almost out of the blue, what about Jamal Williams? Let go from the Lions mm, uh, or traded from the Lions to the Saints. Obviously, Jamal Williams had that injury, but 
uh, he would have been a great outlet for this Panthers team. Yeah, definitely. There you go. But yeah, I think the the consensus is the Panthers are at the moment letting Bryce Young down more than Bryce Young is letting the Panthers down. Um, so, so yeah, he's firmly in the scouted poorly po- uh, party for me. Yeah, and I think one reason we can't put him on the slow burner thing is this franchise looks like it's going to take way too long to develop. Yeah. To um, you know, help him be the quarterback he could be, and I think by the time they're ready. Yeah, he's you know run out of his rookie contract. And oh, definitely. definitely seeking to go somewhere else. Yeah, after yeah. how they've like yeah. perf- it's it's the slow out. burner tier, not the have are uh, waiting to find a lighter tier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. The slow burner should really be for like the next year or two, whereas yeah. that one could take fucking yeah. five or yeah. seven if he stays there. But uh, yeah, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, just a quick side note: Did you want to introduce evens, and I'll introduce odds? Or uh, I'm not fussed if you want to just go through them all. Yeah, I can do that. I didn't know whether you wanted to to add that, but yeah, okay. Uh, all right, the Houston Texans up number two. Uh, they of course picked CJ Stroud. And I think this is another obvious one as well. Uh, this is a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that as well. You can't deny what CJ Stroud has done with uh, a Texans team that we believed would be, you know, firmly in the the kind of Panthers rebuild year sort of stage. You know, they bring in a couple of pieces this year, make a bit of an impact, make an improvement on what they did last season, uh, but ultimately their their future was down the road. Uh, and in a year where they have a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. Uh, they made it to the playoffs and, yeah, done so much better than so many people were expecting. Um, so, yeah, I think this is definitely a future Hall of Famer, having that massive, massive game broken a lot of rookie records. Yeah, yeah, I think this is one that, like, if we start, if we were doing it, like, through the season, I reckon he would have gone in as impact, instant impact player. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as the year has progressed gone to difference maker and then yeah the the end of the season i think i think there's no doubt that if he continues on this trajectory especially with um the players that he's got around him who's still young i think hmm. the main thing they need is a better running game yeah and this team is fucking dangerous yeah but um yeah he's he's definitely a huge fall a future yeah. hall of fame Fucking hell, Absolutely. H&F mixed up then. <laughs> it's a future, future fall of it. Fucking hell. Oh, mate. I, I might just rename my tier that. Um. <laughs> yeah, so just looking at it, obviously he did miss a few games due to injury. Um, mm-hmm. Was it, was it on concussion protocol for them? I believe so, yeah. So yeah. he... Uh, Regular season, only played 15, but 319 uh, completions of 499 attempts, 63.9 completion rate. I think, you know, the completion rate was a lot better at the start of the season, especially because he was the longest uh, rookie to not throw an interception. Yeah. Something like that. And even now, what, he's through 23 touchdowns when they are a primary... They seem to be a primarily uh, passing side for only five interceptions. Yeah. Compared to some of the guys that are 
you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks in this league and what they've through this year, like fucking Elmer Holmes and Josh Allen alone. Either one of them has, I think, thrown at least double that. I think Allen's yeah. thrown at least one a game. To be fair, uh, something along that lines. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Late onto the season, he was at that point where he's, it equaled one a game. So yeah, mm. ridiculous. Like stat wise, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. think there's any doubt. I don't think any, even people who you know hate the Texans, I don't think anybody could really doubt this. No, oh, no, it, no. It, the it, Texans were one of those teams that really got me excited about watching last year's season. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the Texans, I think, this season with how they were performing with CJ Stroud have almost took the role of the how the, everybody felt towards the Lions the year before mm. type thing. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Really good shout there, yeah. All right, we're going to move on to our third overall pick now. And yes, this is another Houston Texans pick. They moved up, traded with Arizona to get here. Uh, this is Will Anderson Jr., um, defensive end. Again, part of that season where you didn't know where they were going with the rebuild and it was quite an insane move to kind of trade up to try and get two and three. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely worth it. This is... I'm torn between instant impact and difference maker Um, just because, you know, the, the numbers aren't all there. They played 15 games in this season, um, but, you know, they... uh, those are good numbers for a rookie. Those are good numbers for a rookie. Oh, Have, yeah, what's, your, what's your thoughts? I mean, <clears throat> just looking at that list, I would definitely put him on instant impact player. Okay. But I'm, I'm not sure whether he goes above to difference maker just yet. Mm. Like, in the discussion of defensive uh, rookie of the year, he wasn't in my mind at all. Mm. But I guess he has kind of had a season that would possibly mirror um, Aiden Hutchinson's first season. His yeah. stats weren't that great, but that's because he was so disruptive. He was taking O-linemen away from other defenders, so the other defenders are the ones getting the big numbers. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's where he could possibly fall into the place of difference maker. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not 100% sure on that, to be honest. I... I think I'm 100% instant impact player. Yeah, I mean... The fact that he won the the Defensive Rookie of the Year kind of sells me on him as being a difference maker. Yeah, I mean... I think some of those awards as well go towards how they are as a person. And he does seem like Stroud did when he was... Uh, first going to the Texans mm. they both seem like they have that great leadership mentality Yeah. so it, it, it he could be a, a difference maker in that way that even though there's players there that have been there longer than him they're rallying around this young guy yeah yeah. so it, it, it's up to you I, for now I'm really confident about instant impact mm-hmm. but um, yeah I'm, I'm not sure about putting higher what 
now I say this is the interesting question for potentially future defensive players. What could have elevated him further? Would it have been getting a couple more sacks? Would it have been, you know, more tackles? Or would it have been playing more games? See, it's hard to say because my my mind instantly goes to um, the defence holding the opposition out to less points because there was a lot of games in, like, this season where they won be- because of, like, two to three points mm. that they'd come back from type thing. But I can't put that just on Will Anderson's shoulders. That's the entire no, defense. No, absolutely. Uh, to begin with, so I mean that, that's my main thing. If if I saw this entire defense step up and let less points through, but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I can't entirely put that on him. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, twenty nine solo tackles, forty five total, so sixteen assists. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah. He's, and yeah, seven sacks. I think, yeah, it's just one of them that, again, I think he's very much mirroring sort of Aiden Hutchinson's first one where he is, he is a threat to offensive lines, but because he's that threat, he's being covered a lot more. Okay. So he's not putting the numbers up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lower him from difference maker to instant impact but if we do not see another defensive player or a defensive end sort of player with better stats than Will Anderson, I'm moving him back up to difference maker. Okay. Can we agree on that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we might as well do that now because I'm pretty sure there is nobody who has. Does it have to be defensive end? Uh, I mean, like, like for like position. Well. Do you, Yeah, I'll, I'll go linebackers and tackles. If there's a linebacker and tackle with better stats than him, then... I think there's a tackle that's been a lot more disruptive this year. Okay. Who, in my opinion, should have been the one getting defensive rookie of the year if it was going towards a defensive lineman. Okay. All right, well, I'll say we'll, we'll leave it for that moment then uh, and we'll move on to the next guy. Uh, the next one is one that we had a small discussion about before starting the podcast. Uh, it's the Andi- Indianapolis Colts picking number four, uh, Anthony Richardson. Um, now, obviously, he was instant impact straight away um, and, you know, really galvanised this Colts team but injuries really let him down. Um, and again, we don't personally don't believe that it's his fault. Um, we I say I'm under the impression that the Colts have just mismanaged that position, um, mismanaged the O line, mismanaged defensive protections again, uh, you know, for him sort of thing. So for me, it would be uh, a slow burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but potentially bordering on scouting poorly because of the yeah the inability of the Colts to put something behind him. Yeah, I mean yeah, I think the discussion beforehand was like I was. It it was obviously the discussion beforehand was whether we do the entire season or just when they're on the yeah. field because when they're on the field he was an instant impact player but yeah. like you say scouted poorly and if we'd put him in the middle he'd go slow burner type thing because yeah. definitely think. If he can be protected, he's going to be yeah. an amazing player for the future. I think he's going to be 
another version, possibly a bigger and faster version of Josh Allen, because he uses his body very physically when uh, yeah. he can't find the perfect pass. I think his passing actually needs a bit of development because uh, he's not, he's, you know, he's great long ball and everything, but not mm. 100% accurate, which I think also, again, reflects Josh Allen's um, play style. But even yeah. just looking at his stats now, games played, four. That's all he lasted. Yeah. <clears throat> Still better than Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. Yeah. So that shows you what type of player he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think with everything and how he went, I, I think this should go slow burner mm-hmm. because he's definitely going to be more of an impact player. It's just he's got to stay healthy type thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, I agree with you. As much as I can blame the organization, especially because of like, I feel like they did kind of the same thing with Jonathan Taylor and stuff, just put him in too many risky positions. Um, There are a few times that, Anthony Richardson was clearly putting himself in those positions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, just going to give you a time frame because apparently my mic recording level went down to 8%. Um, so uh, I am going to just quickly bump that up. So at the 28-minute mark, I'm bumping my audio up. Very sorry about that for you. No problem. You sounded normal to me. You sound very loud now. <laughs> Do I seem very loud? Okay, I'll put myself down to 70. That sounds normal again. Yeah, okay. Because, as I say, my, I was just... I, I'd i been moving my windows about, and I saw a glimpse of my waveform, and I was like, that's barely fucking registering. To be fair, if it barely registers, that is completely fine. Hmm. It honestly is. I can mess with that in edit really easily. Yeah. That's fun. Um, maybe I wouldn't have bothered moving it if I had thought about it. Okay. Um, Where does yeah. yours go to normally, would you say? I put mine on about 70%. I mean, like, your waveform, you know, it's got a 0, then 0.5, and a 1. Where would you say that it usually, like, hits? Oh, I... I well, that, that one maxed out a bit. Um, but yeah, I, 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 when talking normally, I would go just above 0.5. Okay, because I'm always louder than you in recordings. And mine okay. stays around 0.5 or less. Okay. Um, I th- yeah, and I have my audio at recording level at 80%. Okay. Something I need to keep an eye on in the future. Um, okay. Getting back to the podcast. Uh, all right. The fifth pick was uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, and it was Devin Witherspoon. Uh, this was pretty phenomenal player. Um, I believe this is, uh, again, a Will Anderson situation where it's a minimum of instant impact. I'm very, very tempted to put them into Difference Maker. Yeah, 100% same for me. Um, yeah. I think the, the uh, Seahawks defense has been lacking a little in these past few years. Um, and yeah, then building up that backfield, so he's got Witherspoon and Tyreek uh, Woolen in there. Mm-hmm. I I just think yeah, it's it's great for disrupting the pass. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think he yeah he's only had one interception on the year. 
He did have a second, but it was called back because of a flag. I can't remember what the flag was for, but even like when he's not defending passes, the fact that a cornerback has three sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as a rook, rookie. I, I think, yeah, I think he's had a great year. Um, yeah. I would expect that kind of from a an experienced free safety, mm-hmm. but not from a cornerback. But yeah. yeah, I think potentially it shows that he's not been like, you know, you're not cornerback one or two at the moment. So we're going to use you a little bit more in the free safety position. Um, but I think he's excelled. Uh, what he's done yeah 100 percent um yeah I, I definitely think minimum instant impact but I'm, I'm happy to go difference maker for this team all right we have our first difference maker nice 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 fantastic all right so in the first five picks we have one of our players in a lot of categories apart from not enough data so we've decided yeah yeah i, I think this i think this is a very fair reflection after five I, I do too, and I, I think this this next one is going to go into our sixth category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true enough. Um, our sixth overall pick was the Arizona Cardinals picking Paris Johnson Jr. Um, and this was another one where um, we kind of discussed the offensive tackle position uh, just before the podcast recording, going. They don't have any stats on you know our typical go tos like ESPN or the NFL.com website. Um, and it's difficult to gauge O-line play when we're not really looking out for it sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, I say O-line's one of those positions I personally only really look at for my Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I, I do look at quite a few around the league, but, uh, there's, yeah, it's, it's not the Cardinals for definitely is not a team that stands out to me where I would have been concentrating no. on the O-line. Yeah. I think for like rookies, it's one of them. If if I knew exactly how many times he took the field, mm-hmm. I'd feel a bit more confident on giving something on him because I'd yeah. be able to you know base his abilities around how the offense did as a whole type thing. Yeah. But yeah, you can't even see how many games that they played. Um, if, if he no. was a starter straight away, you know, I assume a decent start to the season because uh, Josh Dobbs was doing okay for the Cardinals, very yep. scrappy, yep. but just weren't putting up enough points. I think, think that was just the team overall being a bit shit, but yep. uh, yeah, I, I, there's not enough at all for us to go off, so it, yep. it just has to go into not enough data. I think yep. the, the, there's possibly one O-lineman in this list that I have seen and you know, Noah's done well this season, but apart from that, it's going to be difficult with them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, so if you are an offensive tackle listening to this podcast, we're sorry. Yeah. Moving on, we're going to talk about the seventh overall pick, Tyree Wilson, uh, who was selected by the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, a good season, good impact season. Um, I the trouble is with the Raiders when you're comparing uh, any kind of you know defensive lineman or linebacker you go to is to talk about the other person they have on that team and that's Max Crosby mm-hmm. I believe Tyree Wilson's probably been quieter because of the uh, you know 
future Hall of Famer that is Max Crosby. Yeah. It's, it's one of them, it's either you be good and disrupt enough plays that, you know, it allows Max Crosby to do his thing. Yeah. Or they're concentrating so much on Max Crosby. You have to do just a bit more than the bare minimum to get round and yeah. uh, get some plays in there as a defender. I think he's, you know, done quite well, especially towards the end of the season when yeah. their whole, like, coaching shit had been sorted out. Um, I think the entire Raiders defense did quite a lot better in situations. Yeah. Um, and I know Wilson was in quite a few sacks, but only towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, he's ended the season with 3.5. Yeah. Um, which, again, I, th- I think, yeah, it's more towards the end of the season, everybody was concentrating on Crosby, and it did allow yeah. the other, you know, defensive jobs to be a bit easier. But I'm not, I'm not taking away from rookie year, still got great numbers up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would put this on slow burner. Okay. I think next year, with their coaching changes, I think that defensive line is going to be so disruptive, and it will be between it'll be these two on both on the edges, just fucking you over, just trapping at any quarterback they come across in that pocket, and then either forcing a sack or you know forcing them to make a pass that they can't make, make uh, either getting you know interception or just not a completion. Or throwing yeah. sidelines, I, I think yeah. Slow burner for now. I, I'm not seeing enough of an impact to me to just put him straight into impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds. I guess bad one of the called it slow burner, but yeah, that's kind of yeah. what it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm agreeing with you. I, I I wanted to try and make an argument for instant impact, but when the nu- the numbers are so much, you know, not so much drastically, but there's 16 tackles, uh, in all counts, lower than Will Anderson. Uh, the sack levels are lower than Will Anderson. There's there's a hard case to be made to put him into instant impact if Will Anderson's in that tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Alrighty then, uh, we are moving on to the eighth overall pick. The Atlanta Falcons have taken Bijan Robinson. Um, now, I kind of want your opinion on this because my my first thought is to go scouted poorly because I feel like the the coaching fucked him over quite a bit and didn't put him in the best positions, but. I also think as an actual player himself, he's a lot yeah. higher. So I kind of want to let you deliberate on this one. In any other team, he's instant impact at a minimum because mm-hmm. of his skill, because of his ability to, you know, catch and run, uh, jet sweeps, all that kind of stuff. But you are right. It is a scouted poorly situation for me because the Atlanta Falcons are wasting some of the best years of some players' lives. Um, You know, Al Jair was a great player on that team and almost had a more standout season than Bijan Robinson in some regards. But you look at the likes of Drake London, Carl Pitts, uh, they don't know who their quarterback is at the moment. There's too many question marks on the Atlanta Falcons organization uh, under Arthur Smith to even consider 
putting him into a slow burner category for me. Well, it's not Adam um, Smith anymore. That's that's why. I, yeah, but it was at the time, Smith. Yeah, I, I know. For the majority of the season, and we're basing it on the season. Okay. Going into the 2024-25 season, I will be speaking differently about this person. Okay, okay. But, like, because the slow burner one is how we feel they're going to be projected in the future, do we not think that? Or do we definitely scout it poorly because he's, he's literally just off this season? It's just off this season, Smith. We can't... We This is what we said at the start. Okay. This is what we've been talking about. It's off the 2023-24 season. So, unfortunately... And I'd say, this hurts me as well, because I think Bijan is a fantastic player. Yeah. But, unfortunately, he is in the wrong franchise. And, as we discussed, that is a scouted poorly. Yeah. Well, it's one of them, yeah. Like, like I say, when he's, when he's used effectively, like... Mm-hmm. St- like, like you said, screen passes, um, or outside runs, or even, I reckon he can do some decent damage on some jet sweeps type plays. I reckon he could even be a difference maker. I reckon yeah. he could, especially with like his skill of breaking ankles. Like, if he was used with a proper offensive mindset behind him, like on his way to CMC levels, yeah, quite easily as that type of player. But yeah, I, I, I can see it. I can absolutely see it. And if the Falcons, as I say, if the Falcons had of week ten. Realised that Arthur Smith and the offensive coach should have just been binned off. Brought somebody else in, we would be having a completely different conversation. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Falcons were in just a good enough position that they didn't want to rock the boat straight away. And were in this position where Bijan should have been at least an instant impact player. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it as it. I think that the most upsetting thing to me is the fact that how he was used... Or how he wasn't yeah. used, and he still broke rookie records as a rusher, which yeah. it just just it just like hurt something inside me. Yeah, it's just like imagine what he could have been. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on to the ninth overall pick. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles selected Jalen Carter, uh, defensive lineman. Um, this this felt like an illegal pick because he fell so hard on the day. Well, yeah. It Obviously, was there was a lot going on personality-wise. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it was an outside factor thing. I'm pretty sure before that he was like toted as first overall pick or at least first defensive pick overall. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the Eagles got an absolute steal on this and 100%... I don't think it can be anything less than instant impact player. Absolutely. I, I, I'm i agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. I mean, just on what you were saying before on Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. So this is the guy that was thinking about coming up, Jalen Carter. I think he, he's not got as good as numbers in certain ways as Will Anderson. Yeah. But you, you, you definitely saw how he played this season. The amount he was like taking the offensive line from other people. I don't think... Like Hassan Reddick would have had as, as good a season as he did sack wise and everything if it wasn't for like Jalen Carter and his other Georgia uh, brother who was drafted the year before Jordan Davis mm-hmm. on that team just absolute wrecking balls up the middle. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, it's this. My 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 trouble is again. It's one of those things. He was a great player on an already great team, mm-hmm. and you saw the as I say the instant impact he made. For me personally, I would have needed to see, you know, a good sack, like a good two, maybe three more sacks and something along the lines of a few more tackles, uh, you know, a few more solo tackles for me to consider putting him in the difference maker category. Okay. I mean, with that, I can, I can, I don't think there's anybody else on this list, but I can happily say that yeah if you stay at this level this is the one that confirms Will Anderson can move up yeah so we're moving Will Anderson up yep oh. <laughs> there we go he's not All dead. right. he's not dead we promise <laughs> he's going on up to the tier above his that's copyright um Okay, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Um, going into our 10th pick, the Chicago Bears have picked Darnell Wright. Um, so this is the only O-line member that I, I know has made some form of impact on this team. Okay. Um, obviously, with the QB that they have, very, you know, scramble heavy. Yeah. He... I don't think you can deny the amount of time Justin Fields had in that pocket or even just behind that line this season. And I think Darnell Wright was one of the reasons why. Do one thing for me. Mm-hmm. How off, How much was uh, Justin Fields uh, sacked this year compared to last year? And this, this will be the side effect. Because if he was sacked less... I will absolutely put you put him into slow burner or instant impact. Okay. Uh, he's deaf. Okay, so stats. Okay, so sacks. Twenty twenty two. So last season he was sacked fifty five times. This time this yep. year he was sacked forty four. That's an instant impact player for me. Yeah, I mean that that's where I would have put him. I yep. don't think he's a difference maker. Um, yep. I I mean I think he's close to that, as close as he can get as as, as an offensive lineman. Um, he's he's just he's just big, and he's like arm length, and if he he can just keep everybody away, so yep. so well. Um, and yeah, maybe you know if there's a different type of quarterback there, one who does sit in the pocket a lot more, it would show his ability and skill off a lot more as a difference maker. But yeah, yeah I'm perfectly happy putting him as instant impact. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Fantastic. First all, I'm right. on the actual board. <laughs> <laughs> on the actual board. <laughs> uh, let's see if this one goes. So the eleventh <laughs> pick was the Tennessee Titans, Peter Skoronsky. Um, so yeah, I, I don't have enough information on this guy, uh, apparently just before the Chargers game, he went out with an injury and has been out the rest of the season, so I don't know when that was when they played the Chargers, um, because it says five months ago. 
finding out. Uh, it was like week two. Okay. Well, he's he's basically been out the entire season. That's a not enough data. Yeah. So apparently suffered a ruptured appendix, and then there is no more news on him at all. Oh. He's not dead. Rest in peace. He's not oh, dead. Oh, okay. It does say status Damn. active. Active. Okay. But, uh, uh, yeah. Is, is he playing Hell League? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's he's uh he's playing with like Doom rules. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to the twelfth overall pick, and that is Jamar Gibbs, who went to the Detroit Lions. Um, great season, mm-hmm. really established himself as a wide a running back number one uh, for the team. You know, considering at the start there was like. Is it going to be Craig Reynolds, um, Dem Montgomery sort of thing? Um, I do believe that he is white, uh, running back one at the end of the season. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning to that, but I mean, the, the Lions just have that format down of switching between two good run, running backs. I think Gibbs mm. is the, the faster, more dexterous one, and Montgomery was like the power up the middle, just yeah. how like Williams was the year before type of player. Yeah. The thing with this is, like, I feel like Jamar Gibbs, although didn't get the greatest play time to what at the start of the season, but slowly mm-hmm. got into it. S- like, somehow has the same or better numbers than Bijan Robinson, and I'm like, I would have much preferred Robinson used this way. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. I-, I feel like, especially like when he got drafted, it was a really everybody was like, what weird pick, but yeah, yeah, especially so high. Yeah, uh, definitely like with. The way they scheme up their offense, yeah, he's fit perfectly into their uh, team, and I think he. I I don't think difference maker, because mm-hmm. like we said, as he was going through the season, he weren't getting as many snaps in at the beginning, and it was more Montgomery and sometimes Reynolds as a backup, and I think they were yeah. doing just as well. Yeah. But I would definitely put instant impact. Here's here's the thing. I'm absolutely agreeing with you, instant impact, and I'm very happy to put him in the instant impact category. I think you said something and unwittingly hit the nail on the head with it. The Lions know how to switch between running backs. So it wasn't that he was given little play time at the start sort of thing. It was they were building him up. They were getting him into the Lions' way of playing. And now he's in that. We'll probably see even Montgomery or Reynolds is that next kind of out the door of the you know the, the Williams camp was last year sort of thing. So I think you've hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, you know exactly how well they like play with running backs like that. Yeah. When there was a discussion on the sideline between Montgomery and Gibbs, saying, like deciding who wants the touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> if you you know yeah. you're schemed up that good against the defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's like the opposite of scouted poorly. You've been scouted into the perfect team for you type of thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We're gonna move on to the thirteenth overall pick, and the Green Bay Packers selected Lucas Van Ness. Now. Here's where you've done this with uh, Bijan. I want your opinions on this because I know where I want to put Lucas Van Ness. So I thought at the start of the season, because I remember talking to you about this, as like the defense not really doing much. And then literally a play later, Van Ness had the the QB on his back 
like back feet on his heels, like trying to get away from him. I feel like at the start of the season, I definitely saw him a lot as a disruptive uh, mm-hmm. player that offences were trying to scheme away from. But I feel like that died down quite a lot towards the end. Um, which is weird because I thought you, especially the last few games of the season, I thought your defence went got a lot better. Um, so it, yeah, it's a strange one to me. Like From what I know of him playing and actually seeing, it's in between instant impact and slow burner. But I think like other teams that could also be just just to do with the actual like coaching and scheming side of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's kind of where I'd put him. And I, I think because of, yeah, the way that I feel like I've saw him during the year, I'm leaning more towards slow burner. Okay. Thing for me that separates him out is we've had a bad offense for a lot of the year. As I say, that first game showed a decent offense, but then the six or seven eight, nine afterwards did not show off how good this defense could be on the year. And then you had the emergence of people like Jonathan Owens, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, kind of done a little bit of a bounce back from a pretty poor end to the year last year. Um, We saw the emergence, re-emergence of big play Quay. Um, Then you have the likes of Kenny Clark, Russian Gary, um, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary had a very, very slow start to the year Mm -hmm. um, and finished quite well. Um, So when you're talking about seeing him at the start of the season, you're probably seeing one of the better elements in a bad defense. And as the defense got good, you saw the better elements, the bigger players, you know, the more respected players come out of the woodwork rather than anything else. Um, the thing that differentiates him and puts him into instant impact for me is when we've been talking about Will Anderson um, and and Jalen Carter and whatnot, you've looked at their tackles and they have had a good amount of assisted tackles to solo tackles. Mm-hmm. You look at Lucas Van Ness's, he has 24 solo tackles and only eight assisted, meaning that when he was going for it, he didn't need help. Yeah, yeah. And that's what kind of puts him into the instant impact for me, is that with the other guys, you can see them assisting the others. You can see them getting involved in the scheme. You can see them being like, right, okay, no, actually, me and you are going to do this. Me and you are going to do this. Lucas Van Ness didn't need anybody else, which is, that's the difference maker for me. Uh, not the difference maker, the instant impact for me. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. But like, like you said, like, well, like I said before, it was one of them where mm. I noticed him less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like you just said, yeah, it's probably because other players seem to step up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like we said with other players, it could have also been because he started off the you know, the season with such a, a fire that, yeah, they were aiming to block him and allowing other players the yeah. chance to get through. Yeah. Which is why they yeah. were seen a lot more. So I am fine putting him as instant impact. Yeah, and I mean, just look at that jawline as well. That that has an in- instant impact on my trousers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is very like crimson chin esque. <laughs> oh mate, when he re- it when he retires at uh, the ripe old age of you know thirty two, 
Um, that's the live action crimson chin right there. <laughs> okay, we are moving on to talk about the 14th overall pick, and Broderick Jones' offensive tackle was picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm pretty confident that Broderick Jones started a lot of Steelers games. But again, because of how weird and wonderful the Steelers season was, I could not tell you how well he done to that position. Yeah, to me, it's it's one of them, like, it, I think he has to go into not enough data. Yeah. But the only thing I'll say on... And it's not even him. I just like that O line as, um, as a whole. The only O line that was worse than them this season were the Jets O line. So even just with that fact, I can't see him going high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I remember that, like right. I don't know if it was in the middle of the season or a bit later on when we were looking at. When it's not even a blitz in play, 50% of the time, defenders are making it past the Steelers' O line to get to the quarterback. Yeah. Where, and like the Jets was like something like 60 to 70%, so it was even higher. Mm. But yeah, the Steelers were the next highest for letting defenders through, even when it's not a blitz in play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Unfortunately, again, it falls into that curse of we can only base it on really what happened with the season. Um, and yeah, that's that's exactly summed up well by Smith there. Um, okay, we're going to move on and talk about the uh, 15th overall pick. New York selected Will McDonald IV, um, defensive end. This is a difficult one because, as I say, I, I, you said that you knew a bit about him coming into this. And as I say, from pure stats alone, this is a slow burner for me. Yeah. Um, but again... I would I would definitely put him in the slow burner one. Um, I think it's just because of they've had a, a few good players, especially on that line with like uh, Williams and Huff. Um, mm-hmm. And then even behind the line in the linebacker room, uh, Quincy Williams is there. I can't remember who the fucking other one is. <sighs> I can't remember who it is, but I, I know they were like big impact defenders. I just think yeah. he was on the lower end of the snap mm-hmm. count for this year, um, especially being a defensive end, which pretty sure is what Huff is and he's gone into free agency at the end of the season so I'm pretty sure they were milking Huff for all that they could I think yeah slow burner I think next season I think he's going to get more into that prime first uh, string slot and we'll see a lot more of him alright but yeah slow burner it is then I definitely think he's going to be a great player in the the next few years when he's he's got the ability to make that name for him and not have others in yeah. front, like a Q type thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm on board. I'm on board. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, the sixteenth overall pick, which was the Washington Commanders selecting Emmanuel Forbes. Um, 
Again, a difficult one because I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the Commander's season. Um, so for me, this is based on, you know, pure stats alone. And he looks to have been uh, a pretty impactful player on the Commanders. I don't know whether impactful enough to be instant impact player. Um, uh, yeah, uh, as as from what I know and from what I've, I'd seen of him this season... This, the second he was able to be on that field, he was a, a starting cornerback. Don't know about CB1, possibly CB2. Mm-hmm. But I think for this year in his front and that franchise, mm-hmm. I would 100% put him on in instant impact. Okay. He was that one that you were putting your best wide receiver against, even just to draw him away from where the pass was actually going. Okay, he was that guy that you were trying to avoid on the defense in the deep balls and uh, yeah, any passing plays in general. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, and he, like what you were saying before, especially like against Van Ness, I know he's in the backfield, so when a guy guys caught the ball, it is usually one on one. But thirty five solo tackles out of thirty eight total, yeah. and then obviously uh, he's got one interception on the year, which is the same as Devin Witherspoon, who have already put in a difference maker mode um mm-hmm. but then also 11 passes defended he, he was making sure that that ball was not getting past him at all yeah so i, I personally yeah. think he should go instant impact okay i'm agreeing with you then 17th overall pick was new england patriots selecting christian gonzalez um <sighs> Again, I think this is one of those teams where I wasn't really paying attention to them because they took themselves out of the race so quickly um, that I didn't really notice a lot of their players. Um, So, not really sure what to make of Christian Gonzalez. Oh, I... Right, so, only played four games, went out with an injury. Pretty sure it was ACL or something like that really early on in the season, obviously. There you go. I thought when he was on the field he, he he could definitely go into difference maker okay like i think he's his natural ability at cornerback um he was just yeah you had to be the the best of the best wide receiver and even then i think you had to be a bit lucky to uh get past him i, I think he could easily go into that but as his year yeah because you know, I didn't get to see him develop through the year. I did just see that first spark. Yeah, I feel like he has to go instant impact rather than different. Okay. Speaker. Okay. But um, yeah, I think I think he was anybody who would have drafted him would have you know been great. He would have been great there. He would have been an instant impact two difference maker on any team. I think. Okay. Um, because even if he wasn't like putting up the numbers, is like tackles or passes defended it's because just like he was that guy that you were trying to avoid in that backfield yeah. even though he's a rookie he was that like big cornerback name Okay. almost like say if you're going against the Jets who's the one cornerback you want to avoid Source Gardner yeah here you go he, he, I think he's like like that Um. but yeah I, I think unfortunately because of how the season was um, and we didn't get to see him develop and show off that natural talent and yeah like you said the team went downhill real fast anyway 
Yeah. I, I think we're going to have to put him on instant impact, unfortunately. Um, Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the instant impacts of Anthony Richardson. True. And he got injured after four games. Very true. So, with that in mind, I'm going to have to demote him into slow burner. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. It, again, I think if he'd lasted two, three, four, maybe more games... He would have had the right to stay an instant impact, but yeah, with that kind of how big of an impact Anthony Richardson ha- had on the Colts, yeah, that that's where my mind's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they get that. That's fine. I mean, I'm just like as well looking at his stats for when he was on there. So only four mm. games played, but 17 total tackles. Yeah. So that's just above four a game. If you're looking at a cornerback, usually average about two. Yeah. And then still three passes defensive, uh, passes defended. Sorry, and he still got an interception in those four games. Uh, oh yeah, and no, he got absolutely. As well, yeah. So like, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. With oh you. yeah, I just, I just wanted to like mention that. Obviously, yeah, we're pointing this up, like you said, and I completely agree with that. Actually, I didn't think about that. The Anthony Richards thing, uh, mm-hmm. thing, one hundred percent impact player, and I think the only reason I was putting him in that is because, in my mind, I, I was even looking at him as a difference maker. But mm. I had to lower him in some way. Yeah. But I completely yeah. agree because, th- yeah, possibly if we saw how Richardson developed, we could have had that discussion about difference maker yeah. or not. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that, actually. Yeah, put him in slow burn. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the 18th overall pick was Jack Cabell for the Detroit Lions uh, linebacker. Um,. Based purely on stats, difference maker. You know the the most amount of solo tackles, the most amount of assisted tackles we've seen in this list. With the likes of Hutch, with the likes of Rodrigo, with the likes of you know Anzalone, didn't stand out to me in what was happening on the field. Yeah, I I get what you mean. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, one of them got injured. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I was just quickly having a look at, especially Rodriguez, because I felt like we didn't, I didn't see him much this year in the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he's still a defensive player, but. It's possible that he's also taking up a fullback role as well. I did see that he was taking up an alternative role. Yeah, absolutely. He did have snaps in different roles, so maybe that's where he got. Maybe that's where Jack Campbell got a few more snaps in. Yeah, because I did feel that Campbell was one of them that, when he was on the field, yeah, definitely, at le- at the very least, impacts player. But I felt like he was only getting those chances because there were certain players who. Yeah. weren't on the field anymore. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy to put him as at least instant impact. Yeah. Um I mean to my knowledge I think the the actual stats are quite average for a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Especially if he was a middle linebacker. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, yeah. Because I think, yeah, mid- middle linebackers are like, say, if you're um, Warner and a Loacon who can reach the hundred and... What's, what did Luacon have those past two years as like tackle leader 180 something in total tackles something like that yeah so yeah, yeah true. I think the these numbers do look extremely impressive but I think they're quite average um, yeah but I mean that's also comparative rookie to a vet so yeah yeah 100% but I think that's kind of what this is yeah. about if he was a difference maker he would be at yeah. the vet level already yeah. type thing yeah true true fair enough so in yeah, impact? I've got him in. Yeah, impact player. Okay, I'm happy with that. Sound. All righty then. Um, moving on to the 19th overall pick, it was Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Kalijah Kansi. I would honestly say between instant impact and slow burner. Okay. I think we've seen a lesser Vita Vita this past season, maybe two seasons. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because the online concentrates so much on blocking him and solely yeah. him. I think a lot of Kansi's ability to get towards the uh, quarterback and even just, you know, a tackle in general was down to that helping him out a lot. That's not diminishing him as a player at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, even on one-on-ones, you've got to be good to get around a good O-lineman. Yeah. Um, but I think that helped him out a lot. I think he's possibly, yeah, slow burner. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot more of him as the next season or two goes on. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think he had I think he had a better playoff game um than some of his regular season games, but I feel like that was a, a bit more of a uh, a bigger thing than what you were saying as well. So, yeah, I uh, I'm agreeing with you on that. So, point him on slow burner for now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay then. Moving on to the 20th overall pick, the Seattle Seahawks took Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, a wide receiver that started the wide receiver block. Mm-hmm. Um, great player um, in a squad that already has DK Metcalf and Taylor Lockett. Uh, Noah Fan had a great season at the tight end in that. Um I think this is. I um, I think unfortunately, yeah, slow burner. Yeah, but I'm it's, yeah because of the other players, other pieces around him being used more towards yeah. the end of their possible, you know, contracts or careers or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, he he could be used more effectively, but I think this season has been a slow burner because uh, even like obviously he was the first wide receiver selected on the board mm-hmm. they did also select a another wide receiver Jake Bobo Yeah, I feel like Jake Bobo had some more memorable moments there, there wasn't a, you know as many times he was on the field as Smith and Jigger and stuff Yeah, but I think like 
maybe two of the things he did were a lot more memorable than most of what Smith and Jigba did uh, in okay. in the like flashy type of way. Like for it, yeah. say one of the touchdowns he scored was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he's definitely one that is going to build with the the team as uh, other players are are used in other ways. And if I'm to there just do, like out of this block of four wide receivers that we've got coming up, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, out of these four, I wouldn't put him top of the four. No, no, I agree with you. I know who I'm putting top of the four. Mm. Yeah, I, I think same. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree with you. I think he's in the slow burner. I think, as I say, we have we've definitely not seen you know a flash in the pan sort of thing. In future seasons, he will probably be the guy that we talk about as a difference maker for this offensive unit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, at the moment, he's on the slow burner list, which is not, again, it's not an indictment of his season. It means that we do genuinely see absolute potential in these players. Um, and I think that's true for every category of this list. It is just the 2023-24 season was not the best for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to the 21st overall pick, um, this is something we should probably just mention. There are 31 players on this list that we're going through, uh, and that's because who would have picked at 21 would have been the Miami Dolphins, but they forfeited their selection, um, because of, uh, certain irregularities in previous seasons. So the actual 21st overall pick went to the Los Angeles Chargers and they selected Quinton Johnston. Um, and this for me is a scouted poorly situation. Um, this player came in, really did not have anything brilliant, uh, to go on. They had a lot of mega drops and on a team with a very talented quarterback, um, and you know the definite gaps in their play, this was a team where you could have made a big number for yourself. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I felt they fell short of the mark. Yeah. I, I very badly. Hundred percent agree with Scarlett Pauly. Um, yeah, because like, I think if any wider receiver on a team had a chance to make a big name for themselves this year, it was anybody mm-hmm. going to the Chargers who lost their yeah. what wide receiver two, wide receiver three, their tight end one and two at one point. Like they were just in the wars all season offensively. Yeah. Um yeah. and it it basically came down to um Herbert throwing to Keenan Allen all of the time. Yeah. That should like yeah. if if there was any, ever a time for Keenan Allen to be a distraction so you can get the ball and make big plays, this was yeah. it. But it, it did not happen. So I am, no. I think that is extremely just to put him in it in a scouted pool. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah, out of these four, he he, hundred percent fourth out of all, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, moving on to the twenty-second overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens selected Zay Flowers. Um, I'm going to make a very bold claim here. Mm-hmm. This is a difference maker. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that's. I think so too. Oh, I thought I was going out there. No, no, no. Like 
the way that out of these four so far they're yeah. going in order of how I think they should be. Yeah, with the way that the Ravens play, um, especially with Mark Andrews going out, yeah, he was a great relief for uh, Jackson to throw to, yeah. and I think we said said right at the start of the year his ability to get yards after catch, yeah, was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I obviously you know postseason made a stup- a couple of stupid mistakes. Yeah. Type things, yeah. but yeah, I think yeah. that's rookie youth getting a bit of a big head, maybe getting a bit of oh, ahead of yourself type thing. But hundred yeah. percent difference maker, and I've only just realised what the image is. <laughs> <laughs> I had to choose that one because yeah. uh, that was again that was the moment where he could have taken them to the Super Bowl, um, and and yeah, yeah, but yeah, I. I I don't know why. You, what, what what did you think I was going to put him at? What did you think I, you I to argue away from? I thought you'd put want to put him in impact because um, of of the numbers, um, and I thought you'd want to put him in impact because he didn't really change the fabric of who the 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 Ravens' offense is. You know, they they still scrambled a lot they still focused on a good amount of rushing sort of thing and you know there was a few moments where it seemed like they were straying back to rely on Lamar Jackson to get it especially when the likes of like Marquise Brown went down um and Mark Andrews went down and we saw that kind of like well well who's he gonna throw to at this point so I thought I was gonna have to argue you up towards difference maker (coughs) no yeah the the yards after catch thing is definitely something that really sold him to mm. me as a difference maker. And then I saw an interview like mid season about how they train in practice, like they actively train uh, Jackson scrambling away, so like they can be at the end of their route and just freestyling it. Yeah, and I saw the interview of like, yeah, this is something we practice a lot, so I I know what I'm doing. I just know to keep my like. I feel like he's come into this team so developed and yeah just using his head really yeah i get like yeah, yeah like you know, he said he kind of lost it a bit at the end again a bit of an ego there but mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. i think he he's a great difference and even like he's technically got run, rushing stats from doing jet sweeps sweeps yeah. and stuff he eight carries for 56 yards yeah. that's better than yeah. some running backs man yeah Better than yeah. quite a lot of running backs, to be honest. Um, so yeah, hundred yep. percent difference maker, and yeah, especially for this team who going into the season we were like, they only ha- they still only have Mark Andrews because yeah, all right, they picked up OBJ, but he's getting on in his career, man. He's mm-hmm. that veteran player signing yep. only one yep. year contracts with teams. Yeah, it was one of them that we were very doubtful that they were getting the ball. Um, through the air for for yards, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Zay Flowers was the main receiver who made it work. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, first wide receiver on you know difference maker or above. Mm-hmm. Actually, got yeah. yeah one of each sort of position on difference maker mm-hmm. or above. Yeah, yeah. Excellent stuff. Right, we're going to move on to the 23rd overall pick, 
and Minnesota Vikings took Jordan Addison um, in a team that had just given up Adam Thielen um, that obviously through the year then lost Kirk Cousins, tried to put Josh Dobbs in, tried to put Jalen Hall in. It was a bit of an off year for the Vikings, especially in terms of quarterback positioning and how their wide receivers flourish. We saw Jefferson have a bit of a terrible year and we especially saw the running game for the Vikings pretty low down. So this was a team where a player like Addison could have made a massive impact on the team. And I feel like he did, but not to the degree where Zay Flowers did on the Ravens. So for me, Jordan Addison is an instant impact player. Yeah. Um, this, this was exactly how I had all four of them in my head. Wow. Um, wow, same brain. Yeah, Addison, I think a great impact player. I think the only reason, to me, he doesn't make difference maker is those couple of games that Jefferson was out. Mm-hmm. He was still there for it but he wasn't he yeah. wasn't he wasn't that game changer to be like if we get the ball to Addison we've got this in yeah. the bag type thing yeah and it also didn't feel like he was demanding those snaps did it it was like I'm, I'm here I'm here to give you the ball give me the ball if you can um we'll just see how it goes mm-hmm. it was like if any other player was on that team and and your your uh, wide receiver one goes out you're like, right, you are giving me his snaps. Anything you were thinking about throwing to him, you're now throwing to me, and you're throwing the stuff that you were thinking about throwing to me. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of them as well. Like, obviously, a bit of an issue with QB all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jefferson went out. Um, Hawkinson went out for a bit as well. Yeah. But it's one of them where it doesn't matter who that QB was, if Jefferson on or Hawkinson was on the field... That's who they're aiming at all the time yeah. because they know yeah. they're reliable, good players. But Addison just didn't feel like he was at that level yet. Yeah. He was definitely good when he got the ball and in open space and everything, but he wasn't like the guy that was like, it doesn't matter who is under center, they know they yeah. can they can get it to him type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely an instant impact. I think if they manage to sort that quarterback position out, for next season, we'll definitely see it like a rise in his ability. Hopefully, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah, this is yeah, hundred percent how I had them in my head. Wow. Um, I think he he made more of an impact than Smith and Jigba did, but yeah, like you said, not as much as Zay Flowers. I think this yeah. yeah worked out perfectly. Fantastic, fantastic. I am glad we agree. Um, okay, we're going to move on to the twenty fourth overall pick, which was the. Uh, New York Giants selecting Deontay Banks. Uh, Cornerback, another in that kind of realm where after watching them get blown out by quite a few teams, the New York Giants season did not seem as uh, important to watch at that point. Um, It's difficult. Yeah, I know he didn't play the full season, so I was just trying to look at what Games he didn't he didn't participate in. Um, it looks like he didn't participate in any of the January games. Right. Um, 
I think yeah, he's, he's got decent stats for a cornerback, yeah. especially a running uh, a rookie quarter cornerback. Yeah. Fucking hell, I can't speak. Um, it is just one of them that's. It feels like the team as a whole has let them down yeah. more than he is an individual ass. Yeah. Um, because I mean, yeah, the stats are looking like in the realm of you know with a spoon and uh, Forbes yeah. level. It's just one of them that he there's not enough people on that team that you could call that guy. Yeah. To make him stand out, and that could also be because of the scheme of things. Is this going to be another scouted poorly, where it's a good player on a bad team? I, I think so. In all honesty. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I I, I think <clears throat> towards the end of the year, the defense stepped up a little bit. Yeah. But that was more the fact that the the line and the linebacker rooms, the the bigger guys were the ones that had to step step up and either stuff yeah. the room or slow down and try and mess with that pass as much yeah. as possible. But I feel like before then, the ball was getting into the battlefield every time, which is why he has such high numbers in tackles. Yeah, because it was yeah. always getting to his level, and he was always the one having to deal with it. Yeah. Type of a thing. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, if he was on a different team, maybe if he went to the other yeah. New York team, Jets, yeah, uh, slow burner to instant impact player. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, yeah, well, yeah. I know. But yeah, I, I think scouted poorly suits. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. Um, okay, we're going to move on to talk about the twenty-fifth overall pick. The Buffalo Bills selected Dalton Kincaid. Um, this is another one where it's difficult to kind of assess properly because it was a it was a good player on what should have been a better team. Mm-hmm. Um, with the amount of potential that the Buffalo Bills had to really kind of stake their claim on obviously not just their division but their uh the, the AFC as a whole yeah yeah i mean to me my my mind instantly went to slow burner yeah um and definitely seeing him improve in the next year or two mhm the my reasoning for that really is i think he's i think the the bills sort of used him and Dawson Knox in kind of yep. the same way that, like, the Lions use running backs. Yeah. They didn't specify one as their go-to guy and allow that guy to shine through the entire season. Mm-hmm. They, like, mm-hmm. swapped them in and out quite a lot. And I think because of Knox having his veterancy, they did concentrate on him being on the field a lot more than Kincaid. Yeah. Don't be wrong, yeah. when Kincaid was on, I thought... I, c- I could definitely class him as an impact player. Yeah. But I just think it's one of them that, yeah, if he would, if he went to a team like you know the the Packers and the Lions both took rookie mm. tight ends and they were straight to tight end one. Yeah, he could definitely go on instant impact. But I think because of him definitely going into that room as tight end two, he's got to be slow yeah. burner for me. Yeah, I'm. You you've convinced me. Yeah, I'm. I'm agreeing with you on that. Yeah, as I say, I think if I agree, if the if the snap count had been 
more even between him and Knox, or if the Buffalo Bills had won the division more convincingly, <clears throat> and you know he'd have got a couple of touchdowns because you know to lead them to crucial wins, he would have absolutely been an impact player. But yeah, I feel like uh, it it just didn't go too well for their season. I'm just having a quick look now. Yeah, I mean, both Titans, him and Knox, only received two touchdowns each. How many yards did uh, did Kincaid get? Because their Dawson Knox only has 100, yeah. Interesting. He's actually targeted quite a lot more. Yeah. I mean, based on that, we might have to upgrade him to instant impact. I mean, it's up to you. It's just, yeah. Looking at the stats, we can see that he had more of an impactful season. Yeah. Uh, So I'm happy to bump him up. Because, like I said, I I feel like when I noticed him on the field, as I said, he was an impact player to me. I just... yeah. For some reason in my mind, maybe it was just, you know, the way that fucking uh, Red Zone works, you know? Yeah. Um, we were seeing a lot of more knocks when he was yeah. in the actual end zone and Kincaid. Kincaid was I mean, work up the field. Purely based on the amount of targets, receptions, yards that they got, I feel like we have to get Kincaid in there uh, as an impact player. Okay. Yep, that, that's fine by me. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the 26th overall pick, we got the Dallas Cowboys selecting Maisie Smith. Um, I never really noticed this player on the pitch, mm-hmm. but I think that's when you're thinking about the Cowboys. You're thinking of Micah Parsons, Leighton Van Der Esch, um, you know, those guys on the defensive line. I'm not really seeing enough from the stats for me to say no. This is a this is a guy that has to be, you know, in an instant impact, potentially even slow burner. I don't really know where to go with them. Yeah, so I was just having a quick double check then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to me those two that you put the Odigans out Zua. Uh, Osa, do you... yeah, you probably said that as well as I'm going yeah. to, until I learn how to say that properly. Him and Demarcus Lawrence, I I remember their names being, yeah. you know, as well as like Mika Parsons. I'm not gonna lie, Mika Parsons, he was one that I concentrated on quite a lot this year. Yeah. I thought he was being yeah. stuffed out a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I don't think I can put him. I think slow burner. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I say I feel like he's got potential, um, yeah. but yeah, at the moment I just can't. I can't put him anywhere else. You know, he's not scouted poorly because he's on the right team to be learning from some of the the best defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not. Not enough data because we do have stats, we do have 
records and this and the other and anything above slow burner is just not really worth considering and because I, of those stats i think he's another one he's a he's a big guy i think yeah. he, he he was used a lot like the jordan davis and jalen carter of possibly mm. this cowboys line where he was just the big disruptive um of yeah, he's only a rookie. He might not have the skills, like the footwork, the, the hand placement and everything to get around. So, but because he's so big, he can bull rush someone. So they're going to stick mm-hmm. a second one on there to slow him down, type yeah. thing, which opens the numbers up for everybody else. Um, so I, I think that's possibly why we've seen some lower numbers in, in his play, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm 100% uh, happy with putting him on slow burner. Yeah, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Right, we're going to move on and talk about the 27th overall pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars selected Anton Harrison, uh, offensive tackle. And again, this is another one of those future players that we can potentially talk about. But at the moment, I've not watched any of that, uh, you know, Jags O-line. I've not seen any stats. Unfortunately, we're going to have to put him into the not enough data. Yeah. Yeah, my um, my only thought process with him was trying to think how well of a season Trevor Lawrence did have, mm-hmm. like behind that line. Yeah, and I can definitely say it was better than the year before. Okay, but I can't say because of Harrison. No, no, um, this is it. You know, because we might end up saying that, and he sat for you know fourteen games and only played the played the the last three or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Alrighty then, uh, we're going to move on and talk about the twenty eighth overall pick, Cincinnati Bengals selecting Miles Murphy. Um, I think when there's a player like Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. On the defense, it's and like I think Logan Wilson as well. It's really took away from um, Murphy being seen as that guy type yeah. of thing. I would, I would put on slow burner. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of these guys who can be on the up, and is definitely yeah. on the right team. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, that division is known for defenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think on the scale of defenses in that division, Bengals are fourth place with that. So, I, I yeah, they, they're not the team for you to be honest, a defensive player. I mean, like, oh, my God, they're so good type thing. Yeah. Uh but they definitely got pieces around them where I think he can yep. he can build and grow and, and be a, a great name in the future. It's just, yeah. Slow burner. Yeah. Slow burner, Slow burner I'm happy with. I'm happy with that. Um, okay, we're going to move on and talk about the 29th overall pick where the New Orleans Saints selected Brian Breeze. Um, now, again... Sorry, you go for it. No, I was going to say, in all honesty, I don't think I noticed this player at all this season. But looking at their stats, I feel like they had an okay season. Yeah. Um. Definitely, I think, a player like looking at these stats as a rookie, 
great player to have like next to Cam Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as a defensive tackle, defending six passes. Like yeah, that I think that's as as good as disrupt. Like that's possibly TJ Watt levels of disruptive on yeah. the line when the ball's about to go into the air type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that I can definitely put slow burner, but to me, like knowledge wise and what I'm I'm thinking of, I can't place him any higher than that in my mind. Okay, uh, but I. I, I if you've seen impressive plays by him and know how well he's done, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with bumping him up. It's just, yeah. I, I'm just thinking about how patchy the Saints' defense was for a lot of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw games away by not being offensive enough, but also by allowing their their defense allowing too many points. And I think that this is the kind of guy with six passes defended. Four and a half sacks, twenty-four total tackles. On a, you know, a not great Saints defense. I think that's an impactful player, mm-hmm. but I am willing to relegate down to slow burner, just to see, you know, just to say, is this guy going to improve? Yeah. Um, is is it potentially a scheme situation where the Saints just don't know how to run a defense at the moment? Is there is there flaws in that kind of game that has impacted their their position? Yeah, I mean, like in, in the backfield, like obviously Lattimore and and um, Tyron Matthew. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and then obviously yeah, Cam Jordan on the line, Brian Breeze on the line. I think possibly like with a good either like edge rusher in free agency or high up in the draft, mm-hmm. maybe highlights a better defense for this Saints team. Yep. Because I remember not the season that's just gone, the season before, I remember them being able to stuff the run so well. Yeah. So yeah, it, it could just be down to scheme that yeah. they change things up and... Yeah, they've tried to prioritise stopping the ball going as far in the air. But that meant like a lacking on the on defending the run front. Um, yeah. That's poss- possibly why. I'm 100% happy with, if you think in instant impact, I'm, I'm happy with putting him there. It's just, to me, because I, I you know, we've watched the team, he's not yeah. somebody I've noticed this yeah. season, uh, unlike other players. Um, on other teams that I don't see twice a year. Yeah. Um, no, I say I, I'm willing to compromise to slow burner. Mm-hmm. Okay. No problem. I mean, I, I wish it wasn't a slow burner. That that feel great for me. Mm. <laughs> that that defense is getting worse. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, 30th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles selected Nolan Smith. Um, Slow slow burner for me, man. Slow burner, yeah. Yeah. I wanted this guy guy to be a lot more of an impactful player. Yeah, this Um, this is a guy that I said when I was looking over the list, I I completely forgot they were drafted first round. mm -hmm. Because 
especially with uh, I remember talking about him after his draft and like his yeah. his um forty yard dash time was ridiculous, like faster than some running yeah. backs and wide receivers. Yeah. But he definitely did not have a great snap count no. this year. No. Um, no, and this is this is the thing I. I remember watching his combine and stuff like that and going, right, this is a guy, and I say we're talking about a few different bits and pieces. I was like, this is a guy I will fully want on my team Mm -hmm. because of his 40 time with a few other bits and pieces with some of the stuff he was doing. I was like, this is a guy I want on my team. Let's get him to the Green Bay Packers. And he got to the Eagles, and I say, I don't know whether it's just because the Eagles, you know, already stacked up in a lot of places, but they just did not do enough for me. Well, yeah, I think the biggest issue this year for the Eagles was their secondary, so the backfielders and, like, safeties and cornerbacks. I think they already had some decent, definitely decent line and uh, linebackers there, so it was just one of them. The veterans were getting the more of the snaps yeah. but um yeah i think out of this list to me he's possibly the the biggest disappointment in what i was excited for but i know sure. that's not down to him that's down to his like how much he was used yeah yeah um but yeah i, I 100% have to put slow but i can't say that he was scouted poorly because he's gone to a great team with a great defense yeah. already yeah. and that's why he's not got the snap counts that he yeah wanted because there's already good players there yeah, and absolutely, we can't put him on the the scouted poorly because we've already talked about you know how well he was scouted um, in in terms of especially the combine and his uh, his other bits and pieces. So yeah, I feel like this is um, he dropped down in the the draft order, but yeah, I feel this is a a slow burn. Hmm. Alrighty then, and on to our last. Of the first round picks, uh, this is Kansas City's uh, pick of. Oh, this is going to be fun. Felix Anodike Uzama. You might have said it better than. That. <laughs> yeah. Um. To me, I'm gonna put a slow burner. Mhm. It's it's more one of them. A similar situation to Nolan Smith. I was just double checking. I didn't got the positions wrong. Um, guy who was on the field a lot more and the big impact player drafted the year before, Calaftris. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. He he was that guy for the the Chiefs this year alongside Chris Jones. Always yeah, ended up in that you. backfield. I think it's it's one of them that as the the team develops, especially going into next year. I think he's going to develop, and I think if, if he possibly like switches sides, and we see Uzama and Kalaftris on on the pitch at the same time, mm-hmm. this is like a very much like TJ Watt High Smith situation. Yeah, I agree with you. So I, I'm 100% happy with Slow Burner because I don't think he's had the yeah. opportunity this year to be the impact player. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Fantastic. Right. So then, dear audience, that is our uh, probably way too early assessment of the first round picks of the 2023 draft. Um, 
if you enjoyed this sort of thing, maybe we'll do it a little bit more often. Maybe we'll do what we said about, like, you know, trying to do a a mid-season uh, instant impact assessment of, of some players um, and see how they develop through the year to see what we got. Um, if you disagree, let us know how you would rank uh, given our little projection here, or if you don't agree with our sort of uh, our rankings, or, or you know how we've described the rankings, let us know on uh, social media. As I say, our social media is on Twitter and Instagram, are where we are most most active. And I myself am at unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as I say, just drop us a comment on there, which would be at. Uh... Brickate Blitz on both social medias. Yeah, I was leading you into saying about your social medias and then. Oh, I don't want them messaging me about this. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair enough. But yeah, my my, my my yeah, DRS underscore nine nine four on Instagram on Instagram only. There you go. All right, and as he said, Brickcave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I think that's a, a good episode, and I, was, I quite enjoyed doing that. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, so maybe we'll do it for a few other bits. I think as we were going through, I was like, oh, I feel that we're putting too many in instant impact mm. but then as we got a bit further down the list I, I did agree that a lot more were slow burners compared to yeah uh, impact i did think we would get we would possibly get more than one future hall of famer but i think that's i think it's all quite correct now that i'm looking at it yeah. as it's complete yeah i mean as i say with how some players seasons abruptly ended i feel like there was a couple in there that could have gone yeah we needed we we could have gone up there Mm. as a bryce young if he'd have gone to a better team if he'd had a bit more of an impact if the you know the panthers had gone five and five and twelve for instance i would have gone right okay this guy could have been a difference maker into borderline into future Hall of Famer with where he's turned the team around a bit. But yeah, I just think there is too much mm. expectation on this. And I say, after year two, maybe if we do this exact same draft class in their second year, we'll maybe see a few more people come out as future Hall of Famers. Yeah, possibly, possibly. There we go. Yeah. I, I say, audience, let us know if you want to do this again. Um... So from myself is a go pack go. Which go blast? <laughs> <laughs>